1: What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Bruning, you can find me on Twitter at SportsFanaticMB. I am joined by my usual co-host for today's episode, Mr. Dennis Bennett, who you can follow at culture underscore coach, and Matthew Fox, who you can follow at Nighthawk7734. We are proud to be part of the Drive-In Podcast Network. It is a great network mixed with different kinds of shows, not all about sports. These sports shows that we have on here, you have us, the Devi Delight with Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, a great show. You also have Skates to Throat about hockey and the Wrestling Geeks Alliance. For music, we have the great and hilarious 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys and of course the Music City Drive-In as well. With other stuff according to um, movies, I don't know why I said according to, that was stupid. (laughs) But with movies and pop culture, we have Call Me By Your Commentary, Film Optics, Geek Vibes Radio, and Top 10 with Tia. It is a great network that covers a ton of bases. All the podcasts on here are amazing and if you want to check them all out, you Guys, can just go to MusicCityDriveIn.com where all of those are available for today's episode. Dennis and Matt and me will talk about our wide receiver rankings for the 2020 season. Wide receivers 48 through 24. Hello. All right, and we are live on. Twitch and YouTube. Uh, this will drop on for the podcast audience on Thursday. How uh, we got Dennis and Matt with me today here on this beautiful Friday. How you two doing today? Yeah,
2: you know, I'm doing fantastic. I finished off the deck, cut the post down to size, put the railings on. One board short, so <laughs> I'll have to go back and get one more one by four. But so, but the wife's out there. She sent me a picture. Said she's happy. She just got out of the pool. She's kicking back on the deck. Said she could check it off her dream list. And I'm like, man, you got a sad list. <laughs>
3: These are the dreams, the dream list changes and becomes more of a realistic dream list. Right. Think, uh, when you get up there. <laughs> That's
2: why my list is short and blank.
3: <laughs> yeah. Nobody's ever going to mistake us for the. Uh, For the Xennial podcast after we make our Twitter posts about throwing the back out, getting out of (laughs) a chair, and building a deck. Right. So, But I'm doing pretty good out here. Uh, We just got to California a couple hours ago, so looking forward to a few days uh, by the pool.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful beach there behind you. Caden Alvis says, what's up? What's going on, man? Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. So We are doing our wide receiver ranks today. We're going to kick this off uh, with 40 through 20. Pretty sure I set this all up right this time. I've been messing with it to make sure I get this stuff right. So We'll start off there at the bottom. Dennis, I left your other guys off there because you, you passed 48, so I just wanted to to keep it nice and clean. So I'll let uh, Matt, since you're on the end there, I'll let you kick it off. Uh, You've got uh, at 48 and 47, Curtis Samuel and Henry Ruggs. What do you want to say about those two guys?
3: So, you know, Curtis Samuel, it's hard to tell uh, what his split's going to be with uh, Robbie Anderson. And I'm not convinced they're going to be a super high volume passing offense outside of uh, DJ Moore. So, um, You know, that's probably reflects a little bit of uncertainty, putting him down there. This is actually a reversal for me. I used to have Anderson higher than Samuel, but um, maybe I've spent too much time with you guys, and so I reversed him up there. And then for Ruggs, you know, just not really knowing uh, for the Raiders exactly who's going to be kind of the lead guy for the Raiders. And um, Ruggs, uh, you know, if you have a few games where he has long bombs, he could make it up Up in there, you know, I think we've talked about they have Tyrell Williams, they have Brian Edwards, who we like. They have Hunter Renfro. They have somebody I think is going to end up in the top 48. Um, So he was my dart throw.
1: It's interesting because uh, I was thinking about that, and I just started going back over my ranks. I actually don't have a open wide receiver in my 40s. Well,
3: it's hard to figure out who's going to be the guy, and if they all end up splitting or if the veterans end up playing kind of the first half of the season and then the rookies kind of take over, you could end up with nobody in the top 50, but I just took my shot.
1: All right, Dennis, so me and you both have Emmanuel Sanders in here. I have him at forty seven, you have him at forty eight. You also have C.D. Lamb down here. Uh what are your thoughts on those two guys?
2: Well, Sanders is gonna play that number two role in a very prolific offense. Um Mike Thomas had a hundred and what, eighty-five targets last year or something. He he's gonna have a high number of targets and he's gonna produce uh I would be surprised though if he had 185 targets and 140 some odd catches, uh, in back to back years. I mean, it could happen. And as an Ohio State fan, I think it, I don't think it could happen to a nicer guy. Uh, but I feel like he's probably going to be more in the 140 to 150 and, you know, the 110, 105 catch range. He could still, you know, he could pull in 105 catches and still lead the league in catches uh, and have a, a great year. So Sanders is probably the most well-rounded and complete wide receiver, too, the Saints have had in a number of years. And I think he's going to fit well with the veteran quarterback and Drew Brees. Uh, he still showed he had a little step going, uh, coming back from the Achilles tendon. Um, and then C.D. Lamb, You know, there's talk about them moving – Uh, Amari Cooper into the slot, playing a lot of Um, three-wide. And with the number of targets that uh, were spread around last year, uh, let's see, where was it? I think, uh, so the 48th receiver last year had over 80 targets. So I feel like Cooper's going to come down a little bit in his target share. Uh, Then you have... Witten and Cobb's targets to spread around. Jarwin is obviously going to get some of them. So I I feel like, in my opinion, Lamb is going to get 80 to 90 targets, and that should be good enough to turn in a a top 48 uh, season.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you for the most part. Uh, Me and Matt have him on here. We're we're just a little bit higher than you on Lamb. Um, I've got Christian Kirk down here at 48. I just don't know what to think with Kirk. I mean, he he's shown flashes of brilliance. I think he had a three-touchdown game last year. He, he's he been good at times. Still got Larry Fitzgerald there. Now Hopkins comes over. I think both of those will affect him a little bit. Having Kenyon Drake and the way Kyler Murray likes to run, I just think his workload's going to be a little bit lower uh, than some expect. He's still going to have a good season, but I've got him down here at 48 just because I'm expecting Hopkins to still be pretty damn good. Uh, and then Sanders, I'm just, I just—I agree with everything you said there, Dennis. I think he's still going to be good. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets higher than this, just being in a, in a pass-friendly offense like the Saints. Uh, but I felt like this is kind of where I wanted to put him at. Uh, with with him being there, Michael Thomas is definitely going to soak up a ton of uh, of the targets there in New Orleans. So next for us at 44, I have Michael Hardman, 45, Sterling Shepard, and 46, Justin Jefferson. Uh, You know, for me, I just I was ranking guys I thought could be good uh, on their teams. I wasn't expecting a lot out of I mean, Justin Jefferson, I think, still going to get some work with with Diggs being gone. He's clearly going to be the number two, Uh, whether he's in the slot or outside with Adam Thielen. I think he's going to be pretty good player. Sterling Shepard, I'd have him ranked higher if I could trust he was going to play the whole season. Uh, But just that I know he's going to get hurt probably for at least a couple of games, maybe drop him down here. And then Hardman. He's going to have those really big games. He's going to have those games where he gets you probably twenty points, probably close to thirty, depending on some long touchdown catches or uh, you know breaking a big play here and there. But I just don't think he has the consistency to be a top, you know, three wide receiver. So I've got him down here at forty-four. Dennis, give us your next three guys.
2: Well, I have Sterling Shepard, who's going to be playing out of the slot in New York. Uh, With Shepard, Tate, and Slayton, you know they're all uh going to be grouped pretty closely together, I think. Uh, Tate was just outside of my top 48. Uh, I, I feel like I'm probably selling Tate a little bit short. Uh, you could just as easily make the argument that Tate should be here and Sh- Shepard should be lower. Um, but I, I, I like Shepard's game. I think he's going to be consistently in the slot versus Tate. They'll move Sl- Tate outside and Slayton will be on the outside so i I feel like uh Shepard has a pretty safe floor for for targets uh anthony Miller he's the number two on a relatively low volume i what were the what were the attempts in uh, Chicago last year three hundred
1: and eighty two
2: those were attempts or completions?
1: Oh uh, no, would, completions were like one hundred and fifty. I'm just ma- making those up off the top of my head. Honestly, I have no idea.
3: That would have sounded like a real completion number.
1: Yeah, no, that's why I went with it. You know, I figured. Mine okay. Like, oh, now
2: you know, the Bears threw the ball five hundred and eighty times last year with Mitch Trubisky and Chase Daniel. Uh, I think Trubisky knows he's playing for his career right now. And Nick Foles coming in knows he's playing for his career. So whichever guy is in there is going to feel some pressure to move the ball. Uh, Allen Robinson is still the unquestioned number one. They, you know, J- they signed Jimmy Graham at tight end, but who knows where that's going at this stage of Graham's career? And then Tariq Cohen had a hundred targets last season. So uh, it's, it's to me, it's unquestionably Anthony Miller is the number two. And that's why I have him up there at uh, as my wide receiver forty six. Uh and then Debo Samuel, uh he'd be higher, but I I feel like he's gonna miss two, three, four games. He's gonna be the one in Arizona, at least until Brandon Ayuk proves it's him. Uh I think Ayuk and Samuel are both gonna be uh dynamic players. I don't know if either one will ever ascend to that true wide receiver one role. Uh, in part, um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is limited as a quarterback, and that uh, Kyle Shanahan is going to design an offense to cover up those limitations, i.e., he's going to run the hell out of the ball. All
1: right, Matt, who do you have here? 44, 45, 46.
3: So at uh, 46, I have Mike Williams. You know, we talked about him when we talked about the Chargers. I think he'll have some decent games, but I think last year. It's probably about what you're going to see from him, so that's where I slotted him. Rager, a little bit similar to my feelings on Rugs. Someone for the Eagles is going to make it into the top 48. I like him, obviously, better than Ruggs. I think he uh, he was the one that I took a dart throw on. You know, Alshon doesn't seem to stay healthy. Deshaun Jackson doesn't seem to stay healthy. I'm not a Jaw believer, so... He's the one uh, you know. I took a dart throw on. Brashad Perriman, I like him. I think he's going to have some big games, but I also think they drafted Denzel Mims, and he's going to work in there. Some Crowder's in the slot. I don't know how high volume or how good that Jets offense is going to be. So I like Perriman. I like him a lot probably more in best ball because um, I think you know he's one of those guys that could end up catching a couple and going for touchdowns like what we saw in Tampa Bay, but I slotted him uh, at 45 just Not really defined roles and not a great pass offense.
1: Yeah, I obviously don't disagree with you much there because I have Rashad Perriman right here in my next group. I've got him there at 42. Uh, At 41, Jalen Rager and 43, Debo. So I kind of have a mixture of a couple of the guys you guys were just talking about. Um, I agree with you on everything that uh, you said with Rager. You know, I think he's got a, a ton of talent, phenomenal player. I think he's going to easily be the Eagles' one in the coming years and I think still be a probably at worst wide receiver two um, in the next couple of years. I think obviously the the limited amount of offseason coming in and everything is going to hurt him some this year, so I don't expect a lot out of him, but I, I do think he's really good. I agree with you on Perriman. We kind of mentioned him the other day that – He's probably going to be the Jets one for most of the season. I mean, they, you're looking at Mims, and I mean, Crowder too, obviously. They're in They've got some good players, but nobody that's really got that much experience in this offense outside of Crowder. We don't. I don't think Mims is going to do much. I thought he was a little raw coming out of college anyways, and now no offseason. I, I don't see him starting much. So, Perriman, we've seen him have you know some good games in uh tampa he he looked really good that that year in uh, cleveland with baker right at the end of the season when they made some of those runs had a great catch against your denver broncos for a touchdown i was at that game it was hard, it was a nice catch though uh, i mean he's had some good games so i would not be surprised if Parrotman ends up being actually a really good fantasy asset this year and i could see him being higher uh and then uh, as dennis mentioned i've got uh with devo i've got Debo at 43, uh, and I agree with everything he said. It's mostly just injury for me and and some questions on Jimmy G on why I have him this low. So, Dennis, give us your next three.
2: So, at uh, 43, I have John Brown, Preston Williams at 42, and Mike Williams at 40. Um, I struggled with this because in my gut, I feel like Mike Williams and Preston Williams both should be higher. But when I look at the guys, when I tried to move them up, I kept finding myself going, "Yes, he, they could have a better season than this guy, but the probability isn't as high as I would like." You know, there's a couple guys ahead of him. Deontay Johnson, for one. It, it, you know, I, I saw somebody tweet the other day that he Deontay Johnson had a Dante Pettis kind of feel to him. I don't know if I buy that. I, I, but. You know, when you're looking and you're trying to figure out, well, who who goes down, who goes up, uh, John Brown's going to be the number two in Buffalo. I think Josh Allen is going to try to throw the ball more. They're going to try to make him more efficient. Uh, I, I think that Cole Beasley is the one that's going to suffer with the addition of Stefan Diggs. That knocks Beasley down the the pecking order. I think it's Diggs, then it's Brown. And, and then it's uh, Beasley and uh, the running back, du jour fighting for targets at, at, at the 3-4 spot. Um, I love Preston Williams. Uh, I, I feel like he could just as easy be a wide receiver, two as a wide receiver, 4. Um, but I got to see how that team shakes out. I like the things Brian Flores is doing, uh, but they've got a new offensive coordinator and Chan Gailey. Um, you know, we don't know... At what point this season is Tua going to take over? Will Tua take over? Um, Albert, you know, we talk a lot about with the running backs, you know, they they bring in these stud running backs, but these other guys aren't just going away. Well, you know, Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns aren't just going to step back and go, okay, you take it. You know, They're going to make Williams continue to fight for it, and they're going to make uh, Devontae Parker continue to fight for it. So that could cause some of the targets to get spread around a little more. We saw Gasecki take a big step last season. And if he continues to take a step, uh, you know, that could have some impact on Preston Williams. You know, Mike Williams, I, I think some of it comes down to it, the, you know, what, what's the, uh, I, that I think it's going to be a conservative offense for the Chargers, uh, w- uh until, Tyrod Taylor gives the reins over to Justin Herbert. Um, I, I think there's going to be some splash plays, but I feel like as much as I want Williams to be that, you know, 70 catch deep threat, uh, I don't think that's going to happen this year. He could have another great touchdown season, which will bump him way up. But I, right now I, I've got him sitting at 41.
1: Matt, who do you
2: got?
3: All right, so 43, I got Will Fuller. You know, I, I think if he could stay healthy, you'd feel good about putting him up, you know, in the wide receiver two range. He, he seems to, when he's on the field, have an incredible connection with Watson and with Hopkins moving on, but I just don't trust him to stay in there. It, Christian Kirk, you know, a guy I want to like, you know, kind of some of the things you talked about. He's had some some good flashes. He's clearly not the one there. Larry Fitzgerald's still there. It's hard to imagine him you know, having a, a great sustained role, so he gets bumped down for me. And then Deontay Johnson uh, at 41. I think Pittsburgh will have a better passing offense this year than they did uh, last year. I like Juju a lot this year, but I thought Johnson looked good, and uh, I think he has a chance to be pretty solid uh, with a better all-around offense.
1: Yeah, I was just looking at my ranks. I realized I don't have some of these guys ranked. I feel like I yeah. maybe missed out on I that. Don't,
3: I don't have Devo Samuel ranks because of his injury and not being sure where he's coming back. You guys both have them in there. I don't. I don't have him.
1: Yeah, I don't have. Uh, I don't have John Brown on here at all. And I, I just either. realized it. I probably should have. I didn't. I don't know why I don't have a good reason, honestly, on why I left them off. So you
2: know, once you get past wide receiver forty, then you start—you have to play a lot of what-if games. Yeah. You know, well, what what's the potential versus what's the likely outcome? What have we seen? You know, because I don't have a, a, a any Raiders in my top forty-eight.
1: Yeah, neither do I.
2: You know, they I just missed.
3: Didn't I? Almost didn't do it, but you know. We, or as crappy and inconsistent as Tyrell Williams was last year, he still ended up at wide receiver forty-four because of those touchdowns. And that was the thing that got me: is someone's going to catch like six or seven touchdowns and work their way up there, even though you you don't feel good or inclined to start them any particular
2: week. Yeah, it, it was. It's just it, it's one of those things where you, you kind of start struggling once you get past forty, and, and you're you're playing a game of well, you, either or, you know. Pick one, and, and somebody starts losing out.
1: I just, I've got two guys that the more I look at it, I feel it's a little bit glaring that I did. Because even though I've been very much not on the Deontay Johnson breakout year train, I still feel like he probably should be a top forty-eight, and I didn't get him in there either. I, I left him out. I only have one Steeler in my in my top forty-eight, so I think that's probably him and John Brown. I feel like I should have gotten them in there somewhere. I, Will Fuller's the other one, and I just I just can't trust him to be healthy. So I, I, I think for me, I wouldn't even have him in my top 48. And he's got to prove to me he can stay healthy, which, as Dennis has mentioned, has got to happen one of these years, so maybe this is the year that he proves you wrong. Look,
3: you took your betting on somebody staying healthy by putting Sterling Shepard on your list. I do
1: not have him. He was him, at so. the bottom, though. He was at the bottom. Hey, and he, well,
3: I think when you're talking about 41 to 48, those are pretty fungible positions. Yeah.
1: All right, so at 38 for me, I have Jameson Crowder. Uh, you know, I think he could be higher. I think we all kind of have him down here. I don't – Matt, did you have him down at the bottom? Or are you higher on him? Did you – yeah, you, you've got him.
3: Yeah, I'm a little higher, but not a ton higher, I don't think.
2: So, I um, mean, we – Put in of, your defense, you're on vacation, so being higher is okay.
1: Exactly.
3: <laughs> Actually, I went lower from the mountains to the sea level, so.
1: We, we've all got him in the same area here. I, I actually think he could very much go higher with him being, as I just mentioned earlier, with Rashad Perriman, the only one that's been really in Adam Gase's offense for a full season, even though it's not a great offense. He's, he had a decent connection with Sam Darnold there in the back half of the season. And if he can stay healthy, I can see him easily being Darnold's number one go-to target. But health, and I do think Paraman eats in a little bit. I think Herndon's going to have a little bit of a resurgence this year as well. It's going to kind of limit some of what Crowder can do, but I do like him this year. Uh, 39 out of Preston Williams. Uh, you know, it's just, it's really just I want to see how well he bounces back from the health. I do think him and Fitzpatrick had a great connection uh, at times, and so I'd love to see that continue this year. Obviously, uh, once Tua gets in, I think Williams is really going to blow up. Uh, but it's just I want to see the way he bounces back with health. And then Golden Tate, I was hoping to be the highest on him, but Matt, you got me by one. Uh, he's just been so consistent that I had to have him up here. I think Daniel Jones is is really going to lean on him. He was still at top. I can't remember where he finished last year, but he was still a, a fantasy viable player last year, missing those four games because of the the quote unquote steroid suspension or whatever it was. I know it has something to do with his uh, fertility stuff uh, to be with a uh, uh, for him and his wife to have a child. Uh, so for the fact that he's produced there and there, he's never let us down really outside of the four-game suspension last year. So I wanted him to be higher, and, and I just kind of said a little bit. but I, I like Tate a lot. I think he's got a lot of upside, especially in PPR. Football. He finished
3: as 45 last year in
1: PPR. And, and again, that was missing four games. So I think easily he could make up those five spots get those four games in there with a hopefully improved Daniel Jones as well moving into uh, into season two. Dennis, who do you have here at 38, 39, and 40?
2: So. I have uh, Crowder at forty, uh, Deontay Johnson at thirty nine, and Christian Kirk at thirty eight. Uh, I feel like Crowder is the—he's the number one in in New York. He's got the rapport with Darnold. He's going to get targets. Uh, He—he's just going to get the volume. He's not going to have a great yards per catch, um, you know. But if he gets, you know, ninety receptions. For a thousand yards and six touchdowns, I don't think anybody else on on that Jets team uh, is is going to be able to compete with that. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not sure who the number two is there. It could it, it could be Parramon, but you know he comes on for a few games, a, a couple times, but there's no consistency. Uh I feel like with Paraman it's it's more about uh, I, I project him more to be inconsistent like that, to disappear for three or four games uh, at a time, and it's going to end up being Crowder or Herndon. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Lev Bell was second in receptions on the Jets this year. Um, Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, Juju's going to move into the slot and it's going to be Deontay and uh, James Washington on the outside. I think that benefits Juju a lot. But I also think it, it benefits Deontay Johnson. He's going to get, I think he showed he's more reliable than James Washington. And so he's going to get that opportunity to, uh, see those targets and do something with it. James Washington, uh, as much as I like him, he didn't make my top 48. Um, he's going to be the deep threat. He could end up with, with a big season with Ben coming back if that arm is good. And Christian Kirk, I think is the number two target, uh, for the Cardinals, um, I, I almost feel like I got Kirk a little bit low, but I, him and Larry Fitzgerald, I think, are going to be relatively close in target numbers. Uh, but Larry just doesn't have a, a ton left in the tank when it comes to yards after the catch, and so I think Kirk is going to definitely outperform. You know, if if him and Fitzgerald get the same number of catches this year, uh, I fully expect Kirk to have, um, you know a couple hundred more yards and maybe two or three more touchdowns. So I, I like Christian Kirk at, there at number 38. All
1: right, Matt, what about you?
3: So uh, this this section hurts me a little bit because two of my favorite homeboys I had to put here. Uh, first off, C.D. Lamb at 40. You know how much I love C.D. Lamb. I just think it's going to be a little rookie learning curve. He's got two other great receivers uh, there with him, or as Matt would say, two other receivers. Anyway,
1: I know Michael Gallup is good. Sure
3: not. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I, I think he's going to have a good season, but it, it, I couldn't really justify putting him up higher. I have those other two guys up a little higher on this list. Golden Tate, it's a lot of the same things you talked about. I'm actually not a, a shepherd believer, so the two giants that I went with pretty closely bunched together in here: are Slayton and. Uh, Tate here. And then I love Preston Williams. I'm very excited to see what he does. I actually think we're going to get a lot of Fitzmagic this year because of this offseason, because they don't want to risk anything with Tua Tagovailoa because they want him as their franchise quarterback. And this was actually a fun team to watch with Fitzmagic last year. I think Preston Williams, you know, he but he's working back from that ACL injury, only played half a year last year. So, um, you know, I have high hopes for him, but Again, it, you know, looking at some of the other guys, this is where I, I thought it was a good place for him.
1: Yeah, I was actually kinda of surprised to be the highest on, on CeeDee Lamb. I thought for sure you'd have him higher, I mean, not much higher. And 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 I agree with you on the, the Giants thing. I actually have all three on here. I'm I'm really all in on the Giants offense. I think they're gonna throw the ball a fair amount again. I have them all kind of grouped together, Shepard being the lowest, because I do think it's I think it's
3: because you spent so much time in Dallas. Your love for Jason Garrett runs so deep oh, in the subconscious. That so
1: deep, yes, uh, absolutely. I don't have a problem with him. I really don't. He's but good I'm as an
3: offensive good. coordinator as long as he doesn't have to like run the game.
1: Yeah. And, hey, I like it because he's a run-first coach, and I own a lot of shares of Saquon Barkley, so mm-hmm. I'm all for Jason Garrett going to the Giants. All right, so 35 here. I have Mike Williams. You guys, uh, I believe both have already talked about him. Uh, I, I am just a little bit higher on him. I think he's going to get some more touchdowns, and and if he can kind of hopefully stay healthy, I know he's played most of the games, but he's been dealing with that back and other injury issues the past couple of years. If he can stay fully healthy, I think he's going to be a, a better fantasy asset than he has been. A 35 is not great, uh, but I mean, I just think that also speaks to how good Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry are. Uh, and I, as a, as both of you mentioned, I don't see Tyrod airing it out a lot. I do think it's going to be somewhat of a, a conservative offense. Got Darius Slayton there, thirty six. I wanted to move him up so much higher. I just don't. I, I couldn't. There's so many. I, there's a couple guys like I think I could have moved him around thirty, where I've got a couple guys so it's not much higher than where I have him now. But uh, I just I liked what he showed last year with Daniel Jones. I think he could really have a good season. Of uh, this is kind of where he fell for me. Uh, and then I got CD Lamb here at 37. So not much higher than you, Matt, just a couple spots. Uh, but Dennis, you mentioned it earlier. We talked about it yesterday on the podcast. You know, there's 80 targets from each Randall Cobb and Jason Witten that have got vacated with them leaving. I don't believe in Blake Jarwin. I think he's a jag at the tight end position. I don't think he gets much. I think. Ceedee Lamb probably gets closer to ninety than a, to a hundred targets because I think Amari Cooper is going to lose some of those targets, as Dennis mentioned. I think Gallup and Ceedee Lamb are going to be the top two on that team. I do like though uh, them possibly moving Cooper into the slot. I actually think that'd be a great place for him to play. He's going to drop a lot of balls with the ball coming at him as fast as it, as it will be. They're playing in the slot role, but he's he. I think he could. Be your at-
2: mouth. You know, I can't
3: I can't wait for uh Zeke and Amari Cooper to come on here and Dennis and I are just gonna sit back and watch them tear into you and Tony.
2: Whoa,
1: me. I love Zeke. Me and Zeke are like
3: friends. Zeke's, Zeke's not after you. He's oh, yeah. after Well, i have t- he's I'll after our friend that said that he wasn't worth the money because he's continue to fall off.
1: Now when Amari comes on all strangely loose can I won't lose connection. I'll tell him to his face he's got brick hands. He's got brick hands. I mean Studs. Not I'm not saying he's a bad wide receiver. He's a top fifteen-ish wide receiver in the NFL. But he's just got brick hands, you know? That's all it is. But anyways. Don't worry. Uh, Harry. So CeeDee Lamb, I just I think he's gonna have a really good year. I do think he's going to he's clearly gonna be the third at least this year. I do think it's gonna be Cooper Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, but with the targets that were vacated, we saw last year how much Kellen Moore wanted to throw the ball compared to running, uh, which I think is obviously what hurts Zeke's value as well. Uh, and so I think Lamb's going to get his fair share of targets, and he's got really good hands, and he does a lot after the catch. That I th- think, even if he's only getting ninety to a hundred, I I could easily see him catching. I mean, I don't know what's a what's a good percentage eighty nine percent of his balls, and that's a lot, that's a lot of catches. Uh, but I think he could easily easily be a really good receiver for them. I expect a lot of upside for C Lamb, even with the with the shortened off season. So Dennis, who do you have here for your next three?
2: Well, I, I was just looking at, at reading up on yours as you were talking about Cooper, and uh, yeah, I feel like I would be remiss to point out that you don't have Cooper in your top 48.
1: Amari Cooper? No, I have him in here somewhere. I don't.
3: <laughs> He's you not meant- have him, you know?
1: He's meant to be in here. Okay. I'll figure out where I was supposed to have him. But you guys continue. Go ahead and, and – uh, And uh, talk about your next three. I'll figure out where I was supposed to have them.
2: So coming up next for me are a couple Texans, uh, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. You know, Brandon Cooks is – last year was the worst season of his career. Uh, I think the Rams kind of fell apart a little bit, and uh, it it reflected in his game. He kind of got phased out. But he had – what did he have, four or five 1,000-yard seasons to start his career – it's not like you just forgot how to play football. So with with the departure of uh, DeAndre Hopkins leaving behind 140-some-odd targets, 150 targets, uh, I, I have Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks like right back to back. Uh, I, I feel like Cooks is going to catch more passes. Fuller's going to get more yardage. They're the top two guys on that team. I think Cobb will work out of the slot. He'll get some production. Um, I'm betting on Fuller to have have his first fully healthy year. I guess it's, it's a, little, a little bit of a misnomer when you look at his season last year. I think he played in 15 games. He just missed parts of a bunch of them being dinged up. Uh, and then Darius Slayton, I got him at 35. And, you know, I feel like he's going to be the – the wide receiver one in in New York. There, uh, he's got he established a really good chemistry with Daniel Jones last year. He's the downfield threat. Uh, he, he has a well rounded game. I really like Clayton to break out this year. Um, I, you know, I don't. If he finishes as a wide receiver two, I'm not going to be the least bit surprised.
3: Yeah, and it, it was 150 targets for DeAndre Hopkins. I looked it up for you. The other thing I was going to say, Matt, I just looked it up. Blake Jarwin actually had 41 of his own targets last year, so he definitely not going to go up to 120
1: targets. Yeah, yeah he, I, I, I would imagine he's going to get 50 or 60. So, I mean, you, so you take, what, an extra – even if you take an extra 40 – Off of say Witten's, that still leaves you those forty extra plus the eighty that Cobb lost. I think I think Zeke will see a little bit up in catches as well. He's kind Mm. of gone down a little bit, but even then, I I he had
3: seventy one targets last year. So I was looking, I was like, I think you know Zeke might get more, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's Tony Pollard.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I just I I I can't see unless they go more to a run-based offense, I can't see how Ceedee Lamb doesn't get close to 100. Because, I mean, some of those will probably go to Gallup as well. Yeah. And Gallup- well.
3: Gallup had 114 last year. Amari had 119. So, I
1: mean, what? Uh, here's the problem, though. One thing I guess would – and I don't know how much better the Dallas Cowboys defense will be. That was probably part of the biggest issue, though, was that their defense was not as good as it had been the past couple of years. So they were also – in more, like, shootouts than they have been the past couple years, which is another reason why they probably leaned on Zeke as much. But, again, when you play crappy teams like the Dolphins and then you can still barely beat them and you're having to throw the entire game, you know, some of that will come down, I think, a little bit. I don't think they're going to... here's
0: the thing, like,
3: you know, what did you say? Chicago's targets were, like, 560 or something? Yeah. Dallas's targets were 576. It's not like they were incredibly out of balance. I think looking actually at the vacated targets yeah. and who was there last year, maybe, I, maybe you're right, I am too low, and maybe all three of those receivers could pull 120 targets because they threw 570 times last year. Zeke had 71. Even if he went up a little bit, Jarwin had 41 while Witten had 83. Even if you project the tight end at 85, you could easily have three receivers with 120 targets.
1: Yeah, hey, I don't, I don't disagree. That's why I've got Lamb yeah. up here. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes higher. For me, it's there's so many guys. Like fuck, yeah. I I, didn't mention, I left Amari Cooper off my list, and not purposely <laughs> either. Like I left <laughs> not. No, it, 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 was it wasn't consciously.
3: You didn't okay. do it consciously. Well, your you know, subconscious,
1: subconscious was like. I won't lie about that. No, I know where your I. Your subconscious was
3: like Nicole Hardman, Amari
1: Cooper. Fuck oh. I know where I meant to have him, and Dennis is one spot higher than him on mine, so I'll get that corrected. We won't be able to talk about him today. So but, uh, I'll go back
3: now to my yeah. three that I forgot. So I have Crowder. We we kind of talked about him. I he was actually wide receiver twenty six in PPR last year. I, yeah. I didn't even realize until I was looking. So this might actually be low. Sanders, maybe I like him a little more uh, than you guys do. I like. That New Orleans passing offense, I think he's a really dynamic player. I have a lot of love for him. He made my top 30 countdown of favorite Broncos as I've been going through during the summer, too. And then Slayton, uh, you know, feels like kind of what Dennis said. He could be volatile. He could be the number one for New York. He could end up a lot higher on this list. It's kind of hard to tell. They have such a good running back and a running back who can catch passes. What exactly the split's going to be between those three receivers and Adam Ingram? During
1: the two games, he's healthy. All right. So next three for me, and I'm pretty sure I'm the highest on on one of the guys here. But uh, so Brandon Cooks for me at 32, and Marvin Jones at 33, and then I got Curtis Samuel at 34. Uh, I've been all in on this Panthers offense, so I'm going to keep it rolling. Uh, I think Samuel is, is going to be the perfect player here for Teddy Bridgewater right there in the short area. That's, that's the way Joe Brady likes. so that's wide. Justin Jefferson was so good for the uh, for the LSU Tigers last year. I could easily see Samuel playing in that role. DJ Moore is a stud, and he's going to get the best coverages. I just think Samuel's going to have a really good year this year. I think CMC's going to take a step back some in targets uh, as well. Marvin Jones, I feel like this is under. I feel like I'm underrating him because he always comes and produces as like a wide res- ed- low end wide receiver one or high end wide receiver two every single year when he's healthy. Uh, but I, just, I couldn't move him up anymore. Uh, if he stays healthy and Stafford stays healthy, obviously he could easily blow this ranking out of the water. Uh, but this is where I've got him. And then Brandon Cooks, just echoing, echoing everything Dennis said earlier, I think his only worry for me is the concussions. If he can stay healthy, he's clearly going to be the guy because uh, Will Fuller is going to play three games, blow out his hamstring, come back in week 11, play two games, and blow out his other hamstring. So it's going to be all Cooks. Uh, I do think – I wish I could remember his name now – Isaiah Coulter is going to be a nice little player for them as well. I know that's uh, Dennis's guy. Uh, he, I think he could be a really good player for them as well uh, coming out of the slot. But I like Cooks a lot. I think just if he can hopefully stay healthy. Custos aren't a scary thing to be. Don't wish that on anybody. If he can stay healthy and everything, I think Cooks could have a really good year. And he's a, a steal in drafts. I think his ADP is even lower than, than wide receiver 32 uh, in most startups. Go ahead, Dennis. It's all you.
2: So for me next – oops, I lost you. You're 32. Oh, yeah, I, I have Michael Gallup at 32. Uh, again, like I said when I was talking about C.D. Lamb, those three guys, Gallup, Lamb, and, and Cooper, are all going to be in that 100 to 125 uh, target range. Um, I, I do like Cooper still to, to lead them in targets, possibly in catches. Uh Marquise Brown you know if if we knew for sure that Baltimore was going to have a higher volume passing offense Marquise Brown would move up so much he'd move up so fast and so far it's not even funny. We know Andrews is going to get a ton of targets. That's what he does. He's the tight end, he's the de facto number 1 on that team. But Hollywood Brown is a field stretcher that catches the ball, can do a lot of different things. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like I'm low on him. And, and I, I just want to echo the things you said about Marvin Jones. He's been relatively consistent, though he, he does have a little bit of a history with injuries. And the, the one downside for me with Marvin Jones is he might have, he might turn in. You know, a 75, 1100 yard, seven touchdown season. But one of those games that year is going to be a four touchdown game. It, it's, he's going to, he has a couple games where he just explodes and it creates, you know, I, 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 I don't have Bob Lund consistency profile in front of me, but I would dare say Marvin probably is a little lower on the totem pole. Uh, I love what he brings to the table with Matt Stafford and the explosiveness playing opposite Kenny Galladay. He's always going to get the number two corner. Uh, so that the opportunity is there for him. Uh, I love Marvin Jones, uh, at 34, I think he's a seal. All
0: right. Yeah. So,
3: so, you know, Brandon cooks, uh, kind of in the middle of the pack with you guys, he probably the number one for Houston, um, You know, I thought about whether I should put him higher, but he ends up here. Uh, Marquise Brown, I feel I have him at thirty-two. A lot of things, kind of Dennis talked about. I think he's their best wide receiver, but he's not their top option on offense. Their top pass, you know, their top receiving option seems to be Mark Andrews. Their top two options are to give it to Mark Ingram or to let Lamar Jackson run. So, um, you know, I just don't know the volumes there and. You know, 33, I have A.J. Green. He signed his franchise tender today. He seems set that he's going to come play. Makes me a little nervous. They said he wanted to play four more
2: years and retire as a Bengal. Uh,
3: Yeah. You know, we we hadn't seen him play at all last year, but they franchise tagged him for a reason. You know, Zach Taylor was definitely watching him work out and stuff, and there was a reason they wanted to keep him. I struggled a lot with you know what you, we've seen him be an incredibly dynamic player when healthy. I think he's a little bit past that, uh, so this felt like the right kind of, I guess, hedge.
1: Yeah, I don't. I really don't have him much higher than you. You're about to see him right here for me. So I've got him at twenty nine, and uh, you know I agree with everything you just said. Uh, on green I think the biggest thing I think he could have come back last year if I'm remembering correctly I think yeah. a lot of them just didn't want to rush him back because I think they'd wanted to bring him back I, I do think it's cool that he did come out and say that that he wants to play for a couple more years or whatever and be with the Bengals I, I do like when players like commit fully to a team like that and then kind of want to play once he, we don't see it that often I mean even the great Peyton Manning got pushed out of Indianapolis and had to go play for Denver. Now we've seen it with Tom Brady as well. So I do think it's cool when players live out there. But uh, A.J. Green, I, I still think he's a, he could easily be a wide receiver too. Uh, I've got him five spots out of that. I could easily see him jumping up in there. He's got the talent. Even with the lower body injuries, I still think he's going to be a really good player. And having a guy like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins on that team is only going to help him some, I think. Uh, and having a quarterback like Joe Burrow as well, who who has like some of the best anticipation throwing uh, quarterback skill that I've seen in a while. Uh, so I've got Parker here at thirty. I just didn't know what to think with Parker. I was try. I, I guess the best way to put it, I kind of hedged a little bit. Like obviously he had a really good year last year, but he didn't do shit for the four years before that. So I was kind of like, I didn't know which one to buy into. So I just kind of got him here. I think again with Preston Williams emerging more as well, I think Parker is really going to finish closer to this area. Than, than higher because I think Williams is going to take a step forward. And then I got Marquise Brown here, uh, not much higher than you guys. And I'm with everything you guys said. I think he's going to get you those games, kind of like what Dennis was just mentioning with Marvin Jones, maybe not four touchdown games, but he's going to get you those two touchdowns on like five catches and 190 yards or some shit like that because of, he's going to break those big plays like he did against the Dolphins uh, in week one. Uh, but I don't see him being consistent. And I, that's where I think is what's going to drop him down here into this like wide receiver free range. What do you got, Dennis?
2: So I have Devontae Parker at 31. Uh, it's, it's a, you know, his splits with and without Preston Williams, there, there's certainly some cause for concern there. Williams was definitely trending as the one and then he got injured and then Parker stepped up. Uh, it looks great, feels great, but what it tells me is that Miami is still a little bit unsure with what they have with him because, you know, if, if he was that good, why wasn't he that good the first eight games when Williams was healthy? Um, I, I like Parker. I want, I want to uh, – it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up as a wide receiver too, but I, I just – I have reason for pause. Uh, part of it is I don't know what's going to happen. You know, when are they going to change quarterbacks? They're going to at some point. I, you know, you don't draft Tua uh, nowadays. You don't draft a quarterback uh, at at number six to sit him on your bench for one or two years. So uh, Tua is going to be in there at some point. And much like I mentioned with Preston uh, before, I, I have I have concerns about how the targets are going to be distributed. Uh, the same thing kind of with Cam going to New England. You know, I've seen speculation on Twitter that they don't think, you know, that, that it's possible Cam doesn't even win the job. Uh, I think that's ridiculous. I definitely think Cam is going to uh, come out of the training camp as the starter in New England. Um, I don't know for sure what that means. Uh, we We've seen him in the past be Superman. Uh, but we've also seen him, uh, not be able to throw the ball. And so it, it's, it's definitely going to be, uh, something to keep an eye on. Edelman is going to be the, the target hog up there. Uh, that's just the role he plays. And he'll, he'll get plenty of targets regardless of who the quarterback is. But I feel like Belichick is looking at this season. And it's going to be a defensive season and it's going to be a grind it, slow the, shorten the game, run game, keep, keep the chains moving as you, you know, they're not taking shots. So, and then I have Tyler Boyd at 29. He's going to be playing out of the slot with AJ Greenback. And I think he's just going to get, he, he's going to be a target vacuum. You know, you talked about Justin Jefferson playing out of the slot, uh, uh, with, with Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd stepping into that, uh, you know, it could, it could be fide gold, uh, just a preview. I, I have AJ green at 28. So I feel like him and Boyd are going to be pretty evenly split. Um, and it wouldn't, if, if Joe Burrow ends up being everything th- that we think he is, I I could see, um, a Godwin Evans season out of Boyd and green, but I can also see him finishing as wide receiver, uh, you know, 28 and 29.
3: Yeah. So for mine, you know, I have Boyd in the same position as you. I struggled with, you know, him and AJ green. At one point I had green, uh, as the highest and kind of, kind of moved it back. I like them both. I think they'll be close. Michael Gallup. I think he's going to be great. Um, you know, I wanted to put him higher, but I just couldn't see a place where he fit. And then I'm sure I'm probably the lowest of the three of us on DJ Shark. I I think he's fine. Uh, I'm not a huge believer in Jacksonville being a competent offense. Not sure their offensive coordinator is going to be able to stay with them into the season after yesterday's uh, just disgusting news story from Washington. Because um, Jay Gruden is in. Uh, Jacksonville, for the time being, uh, if I was Shad Khan, I I might think about, you know, just making a change, putting some distance. Uh, You really don't want to go into the season being associated with sex parties. Um, So, and I'm not a huge believer in Minshew. I think Jacksonville could end up having the worst record in the league. So, you know, Shark, just outside of uh, wide receiver two territory, uh, felt like the right place to put him.
1: Well, since I won't get to talk about D.J. Chark today, because I am the highest on him, uh, while I don't disagree with what you said in Jacksonville, probably being the worst team and their offense uh, not being good, uh, their offense wasn't really good last year. And Chark was still unbelievable. Uh, Would have had an even better year. I think he missed the last two games, or I know he missed at least a game last year. I think he's just a really good wide receiver. I, I, don't, I don't care how bad that offense is going to be. That Joris-wearing that motherfucker in Gardner Minshew is going to force the ball to and he is going to make things happen. So I won't get to talk about him, but I'll, I'll definitely profess my love for him on our next wide receiver episodes. I have him just a little bit higher than Dennis, but uh, I have him the highest out of everybody. So for me at 26, I've got Tyler Lockett. I just don't know what to think with either one of these Seattle guys. I'm, I'm bigger believer in Metcalf than I am Lockett, which is why I ranked him a, a little bit higher. Uh, then I did Lockett. Uh, Lockett, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't have a good reason to have him here, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, he was, up until the injury last year, he was good. I thought it was fairly funny we were talking about it. I remember talking about it on the podcast with Matt when we were doing the uh, the recap stuff. It was like every odd week, uh, every odd week he scored a touchdown. And then the even weeks he didn't up until he got hurt, which I thought was uh, was really interesting. I could see that happening again. Obviously, we'll see if they rely more on, on the run, which I don't think they will, at least until Carson's fully healthy, although I do like Carlos Hyde. That's why I took him late and got fishbowl. Uh, but I think Just I just think going D.K. Metcalf is going to be better. Uh, Tyler Borner, 27. I agree with what she got said on him. him just there. read the
3: hashtag. It's technically on vacation. That's where you I get the D.K.
1: comments. Yeah, D.K.F. I need to take some decaf. It's a long day. And then uh, Julian Edelman here at 28, kind of what Dennis was saying. uh, You know, I would love to have him higher. He's been like a top 12 wide receiver, I'm pretty sure, what feels like the past decade with Tom Brady. Uh, But I just don't know how much more Cam's going to get him the ball. Uh, Cam, I definitely think, is also going to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, So I've got Edelman dropped down here a little bit because his biggest, I think, contribution has been how many catches he gets every game. I swear, it's like he averaged 10 catches a game. Uh, with Brady and I don't see that happening. So his PPR points there alone will drop back down. Uh, but I could easily see him finishing up at like the 20 to 15 range without a doubt. But I kind of just dropped him here as there's other guys I like better. So Dennis, who do you, Oh wait, did I already talk about AJ Green? I did. Never mind. Go ahead, Dennis. It's all you.
2: Well, I have AJ Green at, at 28. I mentioned him when I was talking about, uh, uh, Tyler Boyd. I, I feel like it's going to be a f- fairly even split when it comes to production be- between those two. And Then at twenty-seven, I got T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I-, I think he's he- he's going to be he's still uh, the wide receiver one in Indianapolis uh, with that offensive line. Hopefully, they can keep Philip Rivers upright uh, long enough to. Uh, make use of his noodle arm, keep him healthy. I I, I feel like Hilton has is going to have plenty of opportunity if he can stay healthy. And then I come in at twenty six with DK Metcalf. Um, the concern is w- with Metcalf. It it, it 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 the concern is Pete Carroll. You know they we keep we keep hearing oh they're going to turn Russell Wilson loose. You know, and then their bottom half in pass attempts and leading the league in rush attempts. And and Metcalf, well, he, he clearly uh, outperformed what I expected from him last year. Um, he, he still has a long way to go to be good at the position overall. He does some things exceptionally well. And there's some things that, uh, they didn't even use him at at all because he he just wasn't good at him. Is he working on those things? Is he getting better at those things? Can he get better at those things? At you know 6'3 and two forty, uh, I I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, I definitely think that uh, you know his ceiling is Julio Jones. So we'll we'll see if he can reach that. You know. Uh, I like the kid as a prospect, uh, but Pete Carroll sort of puts me in that position to, to, to worry a little bit about his opportunity.
3: All right, so for me, at uh, 28, I have decaf. I'm just going to make that stick. Um, I feel like that's our chance to brand a player. Uh, he was uh, wide receiver 33 in PPR last year. As Dennis noted, not the highest volume passing offense. I don't have incredible confidence. They're going to be a lot higher. Um, I like Metcalf. If he jumps over Lockett, you know, I could see him going higher right now. I kind of have him in their same, uh, you know, with Lockett being a little bit better. Um, he's not very much higher on this. Um, and then. have... Jarvis Landry, um, I like him a lot. I think Cleveland's going to be a better team. I also think they are a good running team, um, which is why I have both OBJ and Landry down a little bit because I think they'll also pass to Kareem Hunt. I think they'll also pass to their two tight ends. And I think they're going to be a great running team. You know, I had Chubb up there in the the top, uh, top 10 running backs, so I think that will... Uh, limit you know maybe some of the upside for receivers they should also have a pretty decent defense Um, so maybe it's a little bit of me thinking they're going to be a better team Uh, and then I have Marvin Jones as my kind of last guy there Marvin Jones had 91 targets last year and actually finished as I was just looking at it um, he had 91 targets Despite the fact that he only played in 13 games, and half those games were with uh, Jeff Driscoll, and I can't even remember who their other backup quarterback behind Stafford. I think uh, Stafford, you know, being back, they'll have a pretty robust pass offense. He and Galladay seem to be kind of the big guys there, so that's why I slotted him in.
0: All
1: right. So then this is actually where we're going to, we're going to cut it today. We'll finish up with our top wide receiver, uh, like right on the tier of wide receiver two right there, 24. And we'll, we'll kind of kick off the rest of them uh, next week. So I've got uh, Michael Gallup and Calvin Ridley here uh, for me. So Michael Gallup, I'm, I'm the highest on Gallup. Uh, I'm just going to, we've already talked a lot about the Cowboys offense. I just think he's going to take a step forward. You know, I've mentioned it many times, uh, Mostly in jest, uh, but I do think him and CeeDee Lamb are better than Amari Cooper, and I think Gallup's gonna take a big step forward this year. We saw it last year, and then he got hurt, and I really think that kind of the stunted where he went, even though he still got. I think Matt, you mentioned like a hundred and something, like a 114.
3: 114.
1: 114. Even missing. I, I know it was at least three. Was it four games that he missed? He missed quite well, a few let me games. Go back. It's okay. Through. You're the
3: highest on Gallup, but clearly the lowest on Cooper since he didn't even put him in.
1: Uh, oh, he's in there. here. He's a few spots higher. Uh, and then Calvin Ridley. And, and Ridley was the hardest for me to rank. I, I'm the lowest on him. Uh, he was really good last year. And I think he could be just as good as he was last year. I just Gallup,
3: Gallup played 14 games, 113 targets.
1: Okay. Uh, so I, I just, there's too many people ahead of him including not having a Cooper on here. So I was just like, I had to, I just kept moving him down more and more because there's other guys that I trust more. So that's why I really ended up here at 25 for me. Uh, Dennis, who are your last two guys for today?
2: Well, I, Stefan Diggs is my wide receiver 25. You know, he's going to be the wide receiver one in Buffalo. Um, he, he's a deep threat. He's a good route runner. Uh, he's not afraid to go over the middle. Um, He's definitely going to outproduce John Brown and Cole Beasley. Uh, I I don't have any concern about that. then I have Jarvis Landry at 24. Uh, I I feel like Cleveland, while they're going to run the ball a lot this year, after Landry and OBJ, you know, I I don't have the faith in uh, Hollywood Higgins that you do. And I certainly don't have the faith in Donovan Peoples-Jones. So, it drops off pretty quickly uh, after OBJ and Landry when it comes to the Cleveland wide receivers. So Landry, will, you know, he'll play from the slot most of the time uh, if they're in three wide, and, and he's going to get lots of targets. He's not going to have the yardage, um, the yards per reception that OBJ has, but I've, I'm not going to be a, a bit surprised if uh, – Landry leads the team in catches, and OBJ leads the team in yards. So that, that's what it looks like it'll play out.
3: I'm going to have to stop making fun of you for leaving Cooper out because, because
2: – You love it. though.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when I was working out in the airport, I erased him somewhere because I was going to move him down. And I wondered why I got at the bottom. I was like, well, I guess I'll pick a Raider. I probably would have had the right? Should have been right in this range, but
1: uh, that's right. Um, 23 now because they can't see what's above that. Like, I'm just gonna plug in with my ranking, it's just gonna be that player that I have at 17 and Amari Cooper because that's where I'm meant to have
2: Amari Cooper.
1: Just a
3: co 25s for me will be Devontae Parker and Stefan Diggs, then Uh, because I, you know, I I, I like Dennis's argument about Diggs, I think he's gonna be the one in Buffalo, but how high-volume pass offense, they have a lot of receivers. Uh, Parker, uh, you know, he could be a lot lower. He – I liked what I saw last year. He did seem to have a connection with Fitzmagic. I think Preston Williams may be a little slow coming back off that knee injury, um, but I guess we'll have to see. And then Hilton, I, I actually think Rivers is going to be decent for them. I think they're going to be a decently competitive team. He's still their best wide receiver, so – just right there on the cusp of wide receiver two.
1: All right. So that's going to do it for us today. Uh, you will see us back again live in two weeks, a week, a week and a couple days. Uh, you won't see us live next week at all. We've uh, Monday the
3: 27th.
1: Yeah. Monday the 27th. There we go. Although there's been something that I've been forgetting to add is since we have a, uh, uh, a couple of viewers on here. I'll throw it out there because we completely forgot about this. Uh, we're still looking to fill up our listener league. Uh, so if you guys have any interest, uh, you can hit any of us up on Twitter. Uh, you know, you can win a shirt, one of these shirts, uh, one of our rookie shirts, anything else if you guys win the league. Uh, we're trying to fill a couple of spots. We've kind of dropped the ball on that one a little bit, and we're getting closer to the season. So we probably need to hurry up and uh, get it full. But uh, I'll be on vacation next week. I'll finally get to possibly meet this guy. Which yep. uh, will week from we'll today? Out, before I met him, which is going to be very interesting. But uh, yeah, I'll. I'll uh, it, it'll be fun. Uh, we've obviously will have the podcast drop. Do we have time to get
3: matching shirts with Dennis's face on it for the for the tour? I don't know.
1: That's, that's a good question. I'm sure we can make it happen. <laughs> All right, but uh, again, thanks guys for tuning in, and uh, you guys, have, have Matt, as Matt mentioned, you'll see us live again on the 27th. Right on. A good one. Prepare
0: for glory. I want to know if you got your pop on red. Do you got your pop on red? I came like the whole line ready. And he's in the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. No one up above his head. They can't jump with me, Godly. Oh, they tackle him for forty yards. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs> <laughs>